3: You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it.
0: Hello and welcome in to another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson here on KLWN. Uh, some NFL news before we get into some KU stuff so first of all
1: seconds ago yeah like literally, literally seconds Moments ago. before the you, show started
0: I mean you heard from the uh, Fox News update that uh Lamar Jackson which why is the national news talking about this I don't know but uh <laughs> n- <laughs> slow news day I guess uh, Lamar Jackson is getting the like non-exclusive franchise tag, which basically means they're saying, we sort of want you back but we're fine if somebody wants to give us a first round pick for you, so that's interesting as many other teams are looking for a quarterback but yeah, more importantly, because this I think applies to the fact that Patrick Mahomes' contract is becoming, each and every day it becomes oh, yeah. a bigger steal after oh, yeah. steal Daniel Jones was just given a four year $160 million contract by the New York Giants. Wait, how much? Four, 160. That is $40 million per year. Patrick Dude, Mahomes I'm not, is only making $10 million more per year. I'm
1: not very good at math, but that's a lot of zeros for a, a guy zeros. who is kind of bad. He threw 15 <laughs> touchdowns last season. 15! <laughs> 15!
0: <laughs> 15 touchdowns. 15! He's making $40 million
1: a year. So that's, that's what? O- almost $3 million per touchdown? that he throws?
0: Yeah. I mean that's that's like fantastic, dude.
1: If you okay, if you could play an entire NFL season and you would get $0 but you'd get like a, 2 million for every touchdown that you throw. Okay. As a, as a quarterback starting the NFL, how many touchdowns would could you throw? How many touchdowns? Uh How much money would you? I make? mean most likely so, zero. Okay, so you sign the contract and it's the contract is you don't get paid at all. Zero. $0. But you get 2 million for every touchdown pass you complete. I would just hope that the
0: coach, w- that we'd have the best running team in the NFL, the best defense, and that maybe we'd get, like, a turnover and so at of the four-yard line. You're the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And then... How many touchdowns can you throw? And then after that happened, I would be like, uh, we get down to the four-yard lines, first and goal, I'd be like, hey, can we just throw, like, a screen pass? I can do that. I can do that, coach. And I would just hope he'd get in there. I'd hope my team would pick me up. That'd be the only chance. Only chance I would have. Man. But that'd be. I mean, but you're tall at least. I'm tall at least.
1: I don't know that. Well, you can see. Like, if I tried to do it, I wouldn't even be able to see the field. <laughs> huh? I mean, I'd be five inches shorter than every O lineman, at least. Yeah, I mean.
0: Dude, I don't know. And I can't I, run as
1: fast as Kyler Murray, so I don't I don't have any
3: chance there. But Like,
0: in this hypothetical, am I. Like, what if I just get hit once and I die? <laughs> You know? <laughs> To where like it doesn't matter, I'm not gonna make any money. I'm, I'm now I'm gonna owe money because of the the insane okay, healthcare they, expenditures. It's
1: the contract is zero dollars, but they'll cover all your health okay. problems that you might have.
0: Now we're talking. Now we're talking. No, I mean I would take the risk, obviously. Like who would uh. not? You know, what's the downside? Um but I'm mean, not have is, high expectations. I guess the downside is that you would you would die. I guess that's Yeah, that is the downside. Very <laughs> <That's-> good. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we're going to talk a little KU basketball today. Matt Tate, Lawrence General World, is going to join us at 340. We're going to be joined by Kevin Flaherty at 440. Um, we got a fun draft of the 2023 NCAA Tournament March Madness locations of, like, where you would most want to go. We're going we're gonna to have a, a conference tournament kind of discussion from a betting preview at 5 o'clock as well. The University of Kansas Jayhawks are the Big 12 champions, and Homefield is celebrating with all-new apparel for KU alumni and fans of all ages. Head to homefieldapparel.com or the Home Field Apparel app, to purchase these limited edition Kansas apparel offerings, including new t-shirts, ringers, crewnecks, hoodies, joggers, and more. Uh, One of the the best things about Home Field Apparel is they take some of the maybe lesser used logos or some of the cool logos that certainly over the past couple of years with KU have become, I think, even more popular with like the 1912 Jayhawk and, and the yep. Warhawk and some of these other Jayhawks. And and they make those the star of the show. It's the comfiest gear you're going to get, whether you get a t-shirt or a hoodie or a sweatshirt. It's it's perfect for like your if you take like a Sunday nap or it's perfect just to walk around and have people be like, man, That's a cool KU sweater he has. Where did he get that? The answer, home field apparel. And you can get 15% off right now. Use code ROCKCHOCK23, capital R, capital C, capital C being in chalk. Chalk 23 hurry, these items are available for a limited time only and are going to sell out. That's 15% off with code ROCKCHOCK23. So I have a question for you, Nick. Sure, what's that? I have an answer. Is this the worst bench in Bill Self basketball history at KU?
1: Hmm... That's interesting. I think off the top of my head, I would say maybe yes. Mm. Because in recent history, Kansas has done a pretty good job of having usually a transfer who's like the sixth man who is a shooter, i.e. Malik Newman, Isaiah Moss, Remy Martin even. Someone who who off the bench is able to score. Mm -hmm. They don't really have that this year. Like at all? No, they do not. Hypothetically, I hate saying this. Hypothetically, it's Joe. <laughs> I said that. I feel like I said that every show. Every show, I feel like we should like create I say a t-shirt. Hypothetically,
0: we should create a t-shirt. Just hypothetically, it's Joe.
1: Hypothetically, it's Joe. In reality, it's not Joe. Yeah. So but I mean, think about too. Like in the I early mean, I, don't, days. I mean, like I, I don't know. I, I, I guess. You, I mean, you might be better about talking about like you know mm-hmm. pre twenty. 15, 14 stuff because I don't yeah. have as good of a memory. So those ones, I it's like, not Tan. even going to be close.
0: because and, and part of that was the game is just so different now. Players transfer quicker. Yeah. Players go pro quicker to where a lot of times you're not going to have a guy who was a former four- or five-star recruit that sticks around in your program as a backup for three years before, before they come start. come like, yeah. start. Uh, okay, for instance, 2010 and 2011, you would have had Thomas Robinson as a freshman and a sophomore coming off the bench. You know, or like you yeah. go back to uh, what, like two thousand nine, you would have had like a, a freshman Marcus and Marquise Morris. Um, in the case of like Markeith coming off the bench in the two thousand eight season, you had Cole Aldridge, who was like a McDonald's All American, coming off the bench. So you don't have that anymore, and it's just a different kind of time period. Certainly, if you look at any of the early seasons of the Bill Self era. Um, it was the kind of the case where you would just have really good players coming off the bench. Like again, the 08 national championship team had Sharon Collins coming off the bench. So yeah. I think really when you start to see the the difference of the bench, I don't know, I guess like even if you go to like 2013, 14, when the team wasn't great, you had Joel Embiid coming off the bench through points of the season. And then it was eventually Tarek Black who, I mean, that's a good bench big, you had Jamari trailer. Like, even those 14 15 teams in and, and 15 16 was pretty loaded off the bench. Like you had um, off the bench in 15 16, it would have been like uh, Jamari Trailer, Brandon Green, who could hit some threes for you. Um, you would have had, I, I guess, Hunter Mickelson, who at one point, like early in the year, was a starter. Like there were valuable players off the bench that you felt like, hey, if this guy gets into the the lineup, like he can, he can hold his own. He can hold his own to the very yeah. least. And the thing that that's he, not the case right now. The thing that you're
1: bringing up is.
0: Guys who can score,
1: in and, some of the cases,
0: like yeah, not with the back of bigs, but yes, in terms of, yeah, like you said, like Svi coming off the bench maybe in like the sixteen seventeen season, or yeah. if it was LeGerald Vick for a specific game, um, or you know you go back to last year, like Remy Martin could come off the bench, he could score. score, yes, yeah. even though even Jalen though he lands,
1: even though he wasn't there for the whole season. Like Coleman Lands, you know,
0: yeah, twenty nineteen twenty team. You know who you had coming off the bench. I mean, by the end of the season, the the final few games, Isaiah Moss was starting, but for much of the season, he came off the bench. But then you know who you still had off the bench was like Christian Brown, who could come out and and hit a three or score for you. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of been the case in this team. Yeah, it it does not have that. Um, So I actually this is just over the last five seasons. Okay, I went back and looked, and this is just points per game from primary bench players. So to be clear, how I did this is I just looked at. Uh, the players who started the uh, the five most games for that KU season, I took them out of the equation and then tallied up the total points and then divided by the number of games um, for that specific season. So there are some players who would count to this bench points who did maybe start some games, but um, for the most part, we're off the bench. So the most bench points they've had over the last five seasons is actually the 2019 season. Which is not a season they were great. Twenty one point four points per game. I think that almost spoke to like that was almost the opposite of this. You didn't have enough continuity. You didn't have, uh, like whereas this a team
1: consistent starting lineup.
0: Yes, and and you'd prefer this way, than that way where it was like, oh, could Charlie Moore be good now? Could uh, I don't know KJ Lawson give you something off the bench? This is better than that, but that team was actually first over the last five years. Number two was last year's team, 19.6 points per game, which makes sense. Remy Martin, Jalen coleman lands, Mitch Lightfoot. Um, you had a, a deep team coming out last year. Then you go back to 2020. That would have been the third most, 18.6 points per game, as we mentioned. You had guys like Isaiah Moss at times, Christian Brown, uh, still Mitch Lightfoot coming off the bench. Like You had some guys who were able to, to score for you. Coming yeah, I was off the bench. just
1: thinking, so you tally this for the last... Six seasons. Mm-hmm. Mitch Lightfoot applies to all of these.
0: <laughs> that's true. So he's helpful in many ways. So maybe <laughs> they just need Mitch Lightfoot back. No. Uh, so 2021, it was 14.2 points per game, and that's a severe drop from the 18.6 the year before. And then you drop even further to this year, where they are averaging 11.7 bench points per game. That is. A vast difference. I mean, that's think about that. that yeah, that's three points from last year. Than the worst one. Yeah, yeah, just from last year. That's
1: an eight-point difference in what you're getting from the bench. That, that's a which, huge number. Which, again, on one hand, I don't think that should be that shocking because you lost eighty percent of your team. Sure, scoring but wise. Also, so a lot it's of the a, a lot of you guys that because, were. You know,
0: I mean, you're talking about the guys who are on your bench. You have MJ Rice, who's a five-star McDonald's American. Uh, Joe Yesifu, who was putting up twenty points per game for the last two months of the season two years ago when he was at Drake, yeah, including in the NCAA I don't care tournament. About that sure. I mean, that's, Bobby that's, Pettiford that's, was the top one hundred recruit in his second year. Uh you have how many four and five star recruit centers off the bench? There is more than enough firepower off the bench that, that like, for instance, if I take that 2019-20 season, is Isaiah Moss did, did he have so much more pedigree transferring from Iowa where he's averaging like, I don't know, eight a game? than Joe Yesfu did coming in? He was did a much better three points. Christian year. Brown, who was coming in as a, like, not even top 100 freshman, did he have more cachet than MJ Rice has coming in this year? No. Maybe not on paper, but that, clearly on the court. Yes, yes, that is fair. Um, but I guess that's my point. Like, you have talent. You have firepower off the bench. They're just not delivering. Whether it's they're just not ready or uh, they're just bad fits, I, I, I don't have yeah. the total answer there. But I, I think the answer for me is yes. This is the worst bench of the Bill Self era. Think about this for a second. Here's a fun stat for you. I don't know. Maybe not fun. This is not a fun stat, actually. Okay. Last season in KU's six NCAA tournament games, here's what the bench scored for them by game. 26, 25, 25, 21. Then they only had five in the Villanova game because the starters just went off. Then they had 16 in the title game. Are you confident, outside of the five-point game, are you confident that this bench would even be able to put up the 16, which was the fifth-best bench performance scoring-wise for KU in the NCAA tournament last year?
1: It, it would be tough. Yes. It would be it would And that be was tough one of their, their worst the
0: bench <laughs> games by scoring of the tournament. And it was in the national title game when you still scored 16. Yeah, that'd be tough. And I'm not confident they can even do it. In I, I guess maybe you could say, well, if they're playing a 16 seed, the bench is going to play a lot. Like, sure, that should be a game where you should be able to do it. Um, but overall, that means over six NCAA tournament games last season, the Kansas got 118 points from the bench. Kansas, in their 18 Big 12 Tournament game, or, or no? I'm sorry. Big Twelve regular season games is here. 18 games. That's three times as many games. If you want to do simple math, has and 186 think,
1: bench points. I mean, which I, is not that much more. Thank you for the simple math. Yes, <laughs> simple math. Yeah, that, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not good. It's 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 not yes. that great at all. But on the flip side, we've talked about it before. This is one of the best one through five starting lives possibly that Bill Self has had in a while. Yeah. When you go from also true. When you look at Dewan Harris, when you look at the overall pedigree that Kevin McCullough brings defensively and offensively, Brady Dick, who is a lights out shooter, Jalen Wilson, obviously. And then KJ Adams voted the league's most improved player. So while yes, the bench leaves something to be desired, you've been getting great play from your starters. And listen, that's what carries you in that's what carries you in March is is the starting lineups. And it is, I think it is an interesting to note though. Kansas, out of 363 teams, they are 361 in bench minutes. Yes. So, all these stats that you just listed off and uh, of looking at previous years also, but it's also because the bench just doesn't get out there very much. I mean, how are you supposed to score if you're on the bench? Well, it's kind of a chicken and egg
0: situation, though. Is yeah, I know. They're no, not playing I, I as much because they're not good. Yes, or, they're not know. playing as much because they are not good or they are not playing
1: as much because they can not execute very well, which then means they don't score as much as previous benches. So, yeah, no, I, I get that. But, yeah, I mean, also – the, the the bench for Kansas just hasn't gotten a lot of time out there, yeah. and in some in some games it's been for pretty good reason. Like you watch the game and you're like, wow, you know, the other team is really exploiting Bobby Pettifer, the other team is really exploiting Joey Esfu or whatever, right? So they can't be out there very long. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's tough, but but just to circle back. It's not like you need a deep bench to win the NCAA tournament. No, I like have the numbers. You need a deep bench to, to win a championship.
0: Yeah, so these are these are the rankings of teams by bench minutes played via Ken Palm, which goes back to 2007 301st, 234, 317, 302, 69th, which was North Carolina in 2017. 217th, 310th, 230th, 136th. Three hundred twenty third, two hundred sixth, three hundred fifteenth, two forty seventh, two thirteenth, two forty sixth. So two so points. it's point, your
1: starters that oops. win in
0: March. They do. Um,
1: and now three sixty one would be the very yeah would be the, the highest. Is it one, that
0: different than three twenty three?
1: Exactly.
0: Right? Not really. Over the I guess in the grand scheme of things, yeah. probably not. Probably yeah. not. No. So I guess that's that's the follow up question here because the first question. Is it the worst bench of the Bills Self era? It's certainly in discussion. I would be. say yes. Yes, it might be. Yep. But does it matter? Is is follow up number two? Is the n- second part of
1: this question? N- no, I don't. Think you say no. I I say. Well, I mean, okay. Here's where it matters to me. It does matter a little bit, but it it doesn't matter more than it does matter. Okay. <laughs> I I don't think it matters in general. If you don't have a great
0: bench, that's fine. I do think it matters that you at least have to have one trustworthy guy off the bench that can fill in for you. Because think about over the course of a, a, a long run in the NCAA tournament, whether it's making the Final Four and playing four or five games, or if it's you know winning the national title and playing all six, there's going to be a game or two where some of your starters struggle. So for instance, David McCormick in the Creighton game only had seven points, and Baji went five of 14 from the floor. But you got 20 points from Remy Martin off the bench. You go to the Sweet 16 game against Providence. Baji had five points on two of eight from the floor. But you got 23 from Remy Martin off the bench. You go to the uh, the Miami game where you only got five points from Jalen Wilson, but Remy and Mitch combined for 18 off the bench. So, like, you look at it, and basically here's here's the importance of the bench. You just need basically one guy, maybe two, to be trustworthy so that if one of your starters has a bad game, scoring the basketball, that that guy can come off the bench and fill in where he left off with the scoring. And that is my worry here, that they don't even have the one guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you want me to say it? <laughs> Could be Joe. <laughs> Hypothetically. Hypothetically. <laughs> Hypothetically. It's...
0: It could be Joe. Well, I guess that's the bottom line. Uh, history would say it doesn't matter that much, but I think it matters to the standpoint of it. You at least need one trustworthy guy, and I don't know who that is. Because even I though mean, I do trust Ernest just, as the backup big, it's not going to be – he's not going to be – you need somebody to score off the bench, and that's yeah, not I mean, Ernest.
1: I mean, I think, if nothing else, as, as you were describing the, the turnaround for Kansas last season is, for this season, it puts an enormous amount of pressure on your starters to at least perform at a baseline every right. game, right? Well, like, think if, about like the if game Jalen really Wilson, lost. it's like, like Grady Zalen, Dick is off Exactly. Or, like right? if it's Jalen Wilson one guy. or Grady Dick have a game where they only score five, six, seven points like Ochai did in the tournament run for Kansas last year, are we certain that that Kansas could overcome that this season? No. It would I mean it would be tough. You'd have to really really grind it out, right? Like that's that's where it comes into play with this team is you basically put a lot of pressure on your starters to at least be baseline, right? I mean, Jalen's got to get you 15. Grady's got to get you 12. And obviously, it's been highlighted significantly throughout the season. Of well, if Dewan scores more than four points, you win. Whatever, right? Like they, they have to. You Not know, true Kevin- anymore, by
0: the way. At five against Texas, so it's <laughs> six or more points but anyway.
1: <laughs> they're just gonna keep moving the goalposts yeah. on that. Dewan's gonna score 25. They're gonna lose. Be like. <laughs>
2: In every game uh, where Jawan scores yeah. more than
1: 26 points, Kansas has won. <laughs> so, so, but you get the point, right? Yeah. Like, you, you just, it just puts a lot of pressure on your starters. And listen, for the most part this season, I think you could say the starters have delivered. They've, I mean, you, you won the Big 12. If they weren't delivering, you, that probably wouldn't have happened. Yep. All right. So, he's Nick Springer. You know, we'll see.
0: He's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Sorry. Start cutting you off there. Uh, we're going to be joined by Matt Tate oh, for Journal World in about 15 minutes. Hypothetically, it's Joe. This is RCST. Uh, Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson here on KLWN. Coming up at 4.05, we're going to be drafting locations of the NCAA tournament, where you'd most want to go uh and you can take it however you want to uh, you know you, th- you think the arena is cool i'm gonna be looking at it as like hey that's where do you want to go yeah exactly where do you want to go vacation uh we're joined now by by matt tate of the lawrence journal world kusports.com i guess i'll just lead off with that matt um i don't know if you've had a chance to look at all the different tournament sites i'm sure you know at least the the regional ones uh what would be your ideal forget you know what's beneficial to i don't know ku or anything like that just just Selfishly, as a, as for yourself, as yeah. No, just just for you to enjoy okay, and to enjoy yeah. the surroundings. Like, what would you most like for your possible travel plans for the NCAA tournament
3: to be this year? Both sites is what you're saying. Yeah, sure. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go go off the rails here. Um, so Denver would be the first round because yeah. um, everybody loves Denver and everybody loves the Broncos. So
1: why would you <laughs> not? Like whoa, whoa! 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 <laughs> You can't Sorry. just go hijacking the show like that. Come on.
3: I blacked out. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, but, yeah, Denver's a wonderful city. Uh, I'm sure there's somewhere warmer. Is there a warmer one um, in the first sec- first and second round?
1: Uh, there's. I know, know Des, Moines, Des Moines not. There's Sacramento. There's – I don't know what the south
3: no, region no. one is. There's yeah, there's usually Albany, like, one in Florida. Florida. Yeah,
0: so it's uh, Birmingham, Alabama – uh Des Moines, Orlando, Florida, Sacramento, Albany, New York, Columbus, Ohio, Denver, Greensboro, North Carolina.
3: Jesus. See? Those are terrible. Pardon me. <laughs> um Denver. Denver or Orlando. Orlando sucks, though. I mean, really. Like it's it's a you go to you know, know, if you're one. going to Disney, it's great. Yeah. Right. So so, you know, but you'd have some warm weather, you'd be drivable to the beach. That'd be tough. Denver or Orlando for that. Um and then obviously well, hell, it's not obvious, I guess. I mean, New York City is is my favorite city on the planet, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think you can go there enough. I don't know how much fun. I mean, I've covered Champions Classic there. I've covered some other, you know, early season tournaments. Um, covered some football there. Covered the draft there. Like I've been for a lot of work related things. I don't know how much fun or, or ease covering an NCAA tournament would be there. Um, but, but again, New York, there's nothing better than New York. So, um, so it'd be hard to pass on that, but I will probably, I would probably pass just because I know I'll go to New York again and go for pleasure and all that stuff. Um, I think Vegas would be really hard to pass. man. I mean, I like, I, I think, and here's the reason. It's the arena is on the strip basically. And so wherever you stay on the strip, you're walking to it. If you so desire, um, it's probably going to be pretty warm. Um, I think what you would get in Vegas that you might not get in New York, but you do get in places like San Antonio or, you know, um, Omaha or other sites that, that KU's been to in the past, those types of places, is just the feeling that something's there, right? Like, again, New York City is this, uh, you know, mega, mega, major city, um, you know, world globally, right? Like, it's not just... New York City's not going to go, oh, oh, I tell you what, the NCAA tournament's in town this week. We are We are on the map, fellas. This is big stuff. You know, like, no... There's bigger stuff than that that happens every day in New York. You know, well, so, Nick wants it to be Vegas, New York Vegas, so
0: he can go and spit in the face of the mayor who keeps yeah, making um, yeah,
1: fun of Kansas. I was curious about your your take on ah, Eric Adams. How he
3: keeps <laughs>
1: throwing shade at Kansas.
3: You can do that on your own time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Vegas would be really cool. Look, I think I think Vegas, I think New York, and I think honestly, this is the, probably the four best. Sites that I've seen at the same time because New York and Vegas are awesome, and, and both offer a lot in the way of just enjoying your time there. Um, Kansas City's close, and there's obviously a major benefit for those of us here, even though it's maybe not that exciting to the rest of the country. And then um, and then and then Louisville's actually really cool. Like they played there in sixteen uh, when they lost to Villanova in the Elite Eight, and you know so I spent a lot of time there then, and basically a whole week it's an awesome city and there's a lot going on and there's a lot to check out and there's a lot to do. And the arena is amazing. So it really is about as good as four regional sites as they could have at the same time. Um, but you know, I I think getting back to what you said, we shouldn't do. I think ultimately Kansas should should really, really, really hope it's Kansas City. I just don't think you can you can pass that opportunity when it comes. I mean, um, there, there's just there's no guarantee that that playing there is going to mean you win, but it's sure going to give you an added advantage that you wouldn't have anywhere else, and that no one else has anywhere else. I mean. There's no team in in Vegas that's going to benefit from being there. There's no team in New York, even, that's going to benefit from being there. I mean, I guess UConn or somebody could, but that's not New York City, right? Um, And Louisville is obviously trash this year, so I guess if Kentucky got into that region and made it through, then maybe that would help, but or Indiana even, but this it, it's just too good of an opportunity to, to play in your, your own backyard like that. So th- they've, they've got to hope it's Kansas City, and I think it is Kansas City for them.
0: Well, you have Kansas in uh, uh, one of the recent articles you just wrote with sports.com kind of taking your guess at how things would go in the Big 12 tournament and, and seeding and stuff, and you have Kansas number one yeah. overall. So for you, why why did you make that declaration, and what do you think they need to do this week to secure that spot?
3: I think as long as they don't lose on Thursday, they're fine. And to be completely honest, even if they did lose on Thursday, I don't know that it would kill them. Uh, It's not how you'd want to end it. It's not how you'd want to take your fate into Selection Sunday. So, you know, it's best to take care of business that day. But, um, gosh, man, if, if, if they win Thursday and then let's say they lose to Baylor or let's say they beat Baylor and then lose to Texas, like, Nobody's penalizing you for either of those losses. I mean, that is a uh, a major, major top ten type of team, and you know, it, it just doesn't hurt you. I, I really don't think it does. If 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 anything, I mean, it's it's another quad one game. It's you know, you get you get a chance to win a couple more quad one victories here along the way, and I, I just think that um, when when you look at their when you look at their case next to Houston's. That's where it really spells it for me because if Alabama's higher than Kansas, great, so be it. They probably are picking Louisville, and so you don't. It's not like Alabama's clamoring to come to Kansas City, you know. So, so you don't really have to worry about that. The one you have to worry about is Houston because you're ahead of everybody else too. You're ahead of Texas. You're ahead of Baylor. You're ahead of UCLA. You're ahead of Purdue um, you know, already. And so really it's the, it's the KU Houston thing that I think is interesting. And, um, I did a a blog about that and I have, I'm sure as well, but, but I mean, it's just not even close. And I say that with, with the idea that Houston is a really, really good basketball team. I mean, they may be in my final four, they may be good enough to win it all, um, they are they are really, really good and they are really well coached and they have a tough, tenacious team. So it's not comparing the teams that, that, that leads me to that. It's not that at all. I think if Kansas and Houston played ten times for the national championship, it would probably go five and five. I mean, it's, you know, they're both really good teams. But I think what you're doing in this scenario is deciding which one deserves the more favorable road. And to me – Kansas's resume up against Houston's, Houston's resume, it's not even close. Houston, I think the number that really blew my mind was, was Houston has as many quad four wins, I think 10, as KU has played quad two, quad three, and quad four games combined. Mm. I mean, you, you got 10 of your 30 wins are, are quad four. And this other team that you're comparing yourself against hasn't hasn't even played outside of the top uh, quad one more than that. I mean, to me, that's, that's, aside from the, the quad one wins and the strength of schedule and all those things that are very much in KU's favor as well, that stat really, really gets me. So I think that... I think that Kansas has done enough already, and, and you have to remember, I think people do forget this, but you have to remember that the committee is not looking at last Saturday's game against Texas and deciding based off that, well, Kansas looks like crap. We're going to – nope, they're out. It's not that. It's the body of work. It's the overall resume. It's the overall season. That's what they're seeding, and nobody's had a better year than Kansas when it comes to that. So I, I think they're – I think they're in great shape um now they just have to go play well and and continue to uh to to keep you know be in them and see what happens because it's a crapshoot. but but they've got to like their their chances and their position as much as anybody
1: the big 12 awards came out uh i'm curious were you surprised to see that dewan harris was named defensive player of the year but only made big 12 honorable mention i think that's really interesting because I feel like on one hand it shows that there are coaches that have a lot of respect for Dewan Harris in his game, being the Defensive Player of the Year. But still, he was only able to get honorable mention. I guess were you surprised by that, or how do you do that?
3: Yeah, you can't do that. I think that's crazy. I think he's got to be at least at least on your third team, and probably more likely second team. I mean, if you're saying he's the best defensive player in the entire conference, how is he not one of the the best ten players? I mean, he just he is because of that, and because of other things. So. I you know I, I I said this to someone yesterday. I think that um, you know it's it's not that these coaches don't know what they're talking about. They obviously know way more than the three of us combined. You know, but but sometimes when it comes to filling out these these ballots and these awards and things of that nature, they you know they they either rush through them or they don't have time to do them or whatever. You know, it's not always their top priority. They're trying to win a freaking title or a conference or or whatever they're dealing with. It's way more important. So sometimes they just you know kind of. Kind of miss it to be honest, but then then the AP stuff came out today, and and uh, and DeJuan wasn't on the first or second team there either, um, which which also surprised me. I mean, I have a vote in that, and and I had him on my second team, um, and you know, I think Grady Dick had a really really good year. Um, I think we've talked about that on the show, and you guys have talked about it a ton. Uh, he's had a really, really good year and he's, he's been a phenomenal freshman, one of the best that's ever come through Kansas. Um, but I don't know that he's had a better year than Dewan has, um, nor do I think he's been more important than Dewan. So um, So I had, I had Dewan and McCullough on my second team with Wilson on my first team in, in, the, in the big 12 vote, the AP vote. and, and I didn't you know I wasn't shocked it didn't go that way because that's only 10 players. Um, but but still I think I think Dewan Harris is, is you know, there's only a few people that probably think more of him than I do and and one of them's Bill Self, of course, and so you you gotta think that self equally perturbed right now by this and fired up by this because you know that he knows it's gonna fuel Dewan and and he's gonna be able to push that button whenever he wants. Yeah, you know, Dewan, you're you're a nice player, but you're not one of the best in the conference. You know, well, I mean, he'll just keep pushing it when he needs to, and and pushing it with his teammates, and they'll have his back and and all of that. So, um, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the kid, you know, he got defensive freaking player of the year in the conference. That's a really good award. That's way more important than being on the third team. So he should feel great about the love he's getting. But um, those two things don't add up. They don't. The, the math just isn't there. He should have been on one of those teams and. And uh, you know that 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 could benefit Kansas. He could he could be a little bit quietly and calmly and, and internally motivated by that. So we'll see what happens.
0: How do you envision this Big Twelve tournament going? What matchups are you most curious uh, to see? What's I guess maybe the most ideal path for Ku? What what are you most excited for in Kansas City this week?
3: Oh man, I don't I don't really. I don't really know what to expect. I did my, uh, you know, basically, quote-unquote, filled out the bracket, and I've got Baylor beating TCU in the title game. And I think if it happens that way, that would be really cool because I think um, both of those teams, in my opinion, are good enough to get to a Final Four, maybe win it all when they're healthy. Um, And neither one of them is fully healthy right now, so I'm I'm a little bit – uh, out on a limb, I guess, if you will, with that pick. But um, they're both really talented and and really well coached. And it's, it's you know, and, and that's just two of the five or six teams that really could say they can win this thing. Obviously, Kansas is one as well. Um, but, man, to think that KU could have to play, you know, West Virginia, then Baylor, then Texas, um, that's pretty crazy. That's a that's – a, if they can survive – if they were to win it and, and that's their road – uh, you want to talk about a team that's that's even more confident than last year's team? Maybe what was their road last year? TCU. Um,
0: There's West Virginia was the quarterfinal because that was the game Huggins got booted, and then it was TCU and then uh, Tech. Then Texas Tech,
3: yeah, right. Yes. So so th- so TCU was the semifinal, and that was the Ochai lob dunk or whatever. Yeah, they.
0: I mean, that was after they had played them just twice, like the week before, and they ended up
3: yeah, beating them right, pretty right, handily. Right, right. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. So. So think about that. West Virginia, TCU, a TCU team that wasn't as good as this TCU team. is close, but not quite. Um, And then Texas Tech, which, again, a good, good team last year, but not as good as this Texas team is this year. Um, So if you have to run it back with West Virginia, probably a better West Virginia team, I would say. Um, And then Baylor's definitely better than last year's TCU team, and Texas is definitely better than last year's Tech team. And that run, uh, on top of the last two games they won in the regular season in a sort of grinded-out way, that run in the Big 12 tournament where they just kind of caught fire, uh, that fueled their whole run in the NCAA tournament. So if they are able to get through that, if that's their road, then you know they'd be, they'd be a confident team, arguably as confident as anybody in the country and, and certainly feeling the same vibes of, of what last year's team kind of Kind of caught fire on and, and made their run, so you know that that would really benefit them. Uh, I think some rest would benefit them too, though. So if they do end up losing to Baylor, which is what I have, um, I, you know, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Again, it's not a bad loss; it won't hurt their seeding, and then you get another day, day and a half extra time off to rest and, and recover and all that. But a lot of people like to point to that, and, and I've done it, but but I just I also think that rest at this time of the year is a little bit overrated unless you're talking about like PCU with Eddie Lampkin or, or Baylor with Keontae George. And um, you know, since we've seen the DeJuan's ankle and foot and all his injuries are fine, it's not like KU has a super pressing Pat Mahomes type of injury, you know, that they've got to manage and get healthy so they can have a chance. I mean, it's, it's, He's fine, and they look fine. They, they they're probably a little bit worn down, but they're also twenty one years old, and and this is what they love to do, and this is what they're trained to do. So I don't think they need the rest as much as a lot of people might say. But um, I think if you lose the game, then you start spinning it as yeah, we'll take the rest. It's perfect for us. This is, couldn't have worked out better. You know, <laughs> you go that route. But um, but but yeah, I think that I think that it's going to be a really interesting um. Big twelve tournament and, and quite honestly the the biggest thing that I'm looking for from the Kansas perspective, because I think that 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 K State TCU quarterfinals a crazy matchup. I think that Baylor Iowa State playing again is a crazy matchup. I, I mean there's some some really good potential TCU Texas and the other semi, if that's how that ends up. I mean, there's some really, really good matchups. But I think from the Kansas perspective, the biggest thing I think you you want to see or you're looking for is the bench what do they do um because right now i don't know that you can look at anybody on their bench and say okay cool i can count on him for x or y or z uh, i think we've talked about the bench all year and it's been a question and um sometimes it's been pretty decent and sometimes it's been a, a total nightmare and and everything in between and, and right now i think it's back closer toward that like well this is a little bit of a question now but um, man, I'll be honest, if you could tell Kansas right now that hey, in, in, in six games in the NCAA tournament, you're not going to have to worry about any foul trouble, I think they'd say, cool, we're, then we'll win the freaking thing with five players because they will play Jalen and Kevin McCuller and DeJuan and Grady and KJ 38 minutes a game without even worrying about it if they knew that foul trouble was not going to be a thing. So, um, yeah, you want a bench. Yeah, you need a bench here and there for 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 a bunch of different reasons, but at the same time, you know, we talk about it every year, the extra the timeouts are a little bit longer and and again, these guys they don't want to sit. None of those guys want to sit. You know, they want to play 40 if they can. But um but they need a little bit of a break, a breather here and there, and so the bench will be important. So I think we'll know, you know, do they do they get an identity with their bench? this week in Kansas city. And if they, if they are able to have a little success with that, uh, I think all that does is give them a better chance of making a, 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 deeper run, uh, when it, when it all really counts. But, um, but man, the bench has not looked good lately. And, and right now I don't, I don't see a whole lot there that you can count on.
0: He is Matt Tate. You can check out all his work, KUSports.com and in the Lawrence journal world, Matt, appreciate the time as always and see you in Kansas city, man.
3: Sounds good. Thank you guys. Appreciate it.
0: Alright, that's Matt Tate, Lawrence Journal World, Sports.com. One hour down, two to go We got that uh, draft coming up next With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson This is RCST on KLWN, depending on it 4 o'clock hour here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk On KLWN with Nick Springer I'm Derek Johnson And uh, we're going to be joined by Kevin Flaherty of 24-7 sports at about 440 here. If you're looking for the perfect destination for your next social or corporate gathering, Venue 1235 has you covered. They're located right off I-70 and five minutes from downtown Lawrence. Venue 1235 is a large climate-controlled event space with a catering kitchen, private suite, and a covered patio. So as we talked about with Matt, we're going to do a draft here of the... Different destinations in the NCAA tournament So this can be all destinations We'll include the first four, the final four Everything And we're just going to draft You can base it however you want Okay Um, I'll let you go first We don't have to serpentine it Again, not that serious So So, what would you like? What's your your number one So
1: it's not like It's not like Oh, this is where I would go for the first round This is where I'd go for the second round This is where I'd go for the second weekend It's just whatever I want Yeah, I think it's whatever we want Picking your your mm. yeah, I mean I don't I don't know. Do you want to do it that way? Do you want to build no, your ideal I trip? I, I mean I it's up it's up to you. I mean, wouldn't that make sense though if we say, but like we each get? I mean, there's two only one spots. first four. No 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 no. We start with the first and second round. You get two different locations for the first and second round. So like we one for you, and then for the second weekend you just pick one. Final four. So you're picking your your ideal trip now. Well if, I don't know. I mean listen. it, it However you want to do it. Should we just do it the way you want to do it? We'll just draft. Okay.
0: I don't want to overcomplicate this.
1: That's fine. All right. Well, I think number one overall, I have to pick Las Vegas. I mean, that's the coolest place. It would be the most fun to go. Even if, uh, it, you know, it, at that point, it's, it's almost not even about... The tournament, as much as mm. it is about just the experience of being there, like there's well, so much it's the perfect to location to be
0: for the tournament. In the other days, in the off, yeah, that's what you got to think about too. You can if you go and
1: watch, yes, you can go and watch the game. Well, and if you're going out to one books. of these
0: locations, what are you going to do in the off day? There better be something to do, right? Like y- yeah. you might just be wanting to watch the NCAA tournament, but in the case of those games where it's in the you know Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen, the, the games aren't on all day, so you better yeah. find something else fun to do. There's a lot to do in Vegas.
1: Yes, so that's why I would go with Vegas. Listen, I've been to Vegas once before, and it was awesome, and I definitely want to go back, so I would put that number one. That was going to be my number one, so I'm a little bummed you took it. Well, that sucks, Derek.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, Now it gets a little tougher. I do think there's an appeal to Dayton just because those fans get so into it, but that's not number one. Yeah, I
1: think if you're going to – I think if you would – if you're picking Dayton to say specifically for the first four, it would be fun. I
0: yeah. Think. I think uh, Orlando, you get into the warm weather. Maybe you, you stop by Disney World, but again, there's not a lot else to do. I guess I you could go to the beach. I have never
1: been to Disney World.
0: Ever. Only when I was like four. Um, never been. I think Denver is a good one. I've never been to Greensboro, North Carolina. I have no idea. Is that I've close to like Beach in North I've Carolina? I've
1: been to Greensboro, South Carolina.
0: That helps me in no way.
1: <laughs> um... I don't know if it's close to the beach or not. Let me look it up.
0: Honestly, okay, this is gonna be crap I'm not gonna pick this right now, but there, there's a city on here that I love that most people are probably like, really? Okay. So I'm not gonna pick that because I think I can get away with it later. I will go with Denver. I'll go Denver, Colorado, number number two. Okay. Um, it's still at that point of year where you could go up to the mountains and go skiing. You could you go, go hiking any time of year. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, sorry if I'm a little distracted. By the way, I am uh, watching the Baker Ottawa game, and things are getting crazy there in the NAI National Tournament. Baker is uh, down a point with ten seconds to go. They've never won a tournament game. So Greensboro, North Carolina is there.
1: not close to the beach.
0: Okay, so I don't want that. Yeah, I'm going to Denver, Colorado. There's enough to do there. Well, I don't uh, know. I mean, on the map, downtown. You can go hiking. You can go to the like I said, on the map, skiing, it snowboarding.
1: That close? I don't know. Maybe it's like a couple hours. What? The beach From Greensboro to the beach.
0: I guess that's no different than in Denver if you go up to the mountains, because it's gonna be about an hour and a half drive, depending where you go. If you go to Loveland yeah, or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Okay. You're going with Denver. Yes. Alright. I think we neither one of us can pick Kansas City because you know it's we're close to it. So we gotta pick something else. I actually think I wanna go with Louisville as my next pick. I think it'd be cool to go to Louisville. I I was there was actually a time when I was a kid okay let me ask you this and maybe I'm wrong so you can correct me mm-hmm. but I feel like for a lot of people who are sports fans when they were like little kids like I'm talking like elementary school level middle school level kids there was always that there was always some random team professionally or call or at the collegiate level that you didn't have any tie to there was no reason for you to like that team but you liked them yeah just because mm-hmm. for me that team was Louisville. Hmm. I don't know why you're a when big Rick Pitino fan. You I support everything he court. does on and off. No, the it court. wasn't. It wasn't Louisville basketball. It was Louisville football. Oh, okay. Or I don't know. I'm a big even Bobby
0: know. Petrino fan. You support
1: everything he does on and off the court. I don't know what it was, man. I just I liked Louisville. I liked Louisville to the yeah. point where I thought about applying to college there. Well, you, you, so you need to learn how Louisville. to
0: pronounce it right, Louisville. Man, I don't care. It's two syllables.
1: No. And also, no. There's a lot of good, uh, like
0: food places there. Um, it's it's you're nearby enough where you could be like, oh, I'll make an hour and a half Muhammad trip uh, over to Cincinnati. Ali is yeah, there you go. I think yeah. there's some museums there. I like history. I would do that. Yeah, that's a good one. That was I'm certainly, yeah, that was certainly up there for me. Okay, so uh, you have Las Vegas and Louisville. Uh, Las Vegas was like the clear number one. I'll be honest. <laughs> it's funny. So like Matt Tate said, New York is like his favorite city. I hate New York.
1: I've only been in New York once. And I've never been. And- I've been to the airport. I, lived in New I hate York the once idea of and it. I I hated it at first, and then it, I I, grew to a point where I didn't hate it as much, but when I went there, I wasn't able to do a whole lot. Like I didn't even I didn't even go to like Times Square or anything when I went there or Central Park, so I don't feel like I got a true, I guess tourist experience so to speak. So I would maybe go back, but now, do I want to go back? There's beef. I can't go vacation to the place where I have beef, can I? Right? I mean. I don't think so. I think that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, so I don't know. I think out of principle, I can't pick New York. And I guess since you said you hate New York, I guess nobody's going to pick New York. Right? I guess.
0: And then people are going to be mad about it.
1: People are going to be like, oh, why didn't you pick New York? Because New York sucks. That's why. Actually, I don't think New York sucks. But I mean, I will say, like, just. <sighs> I think when i went to new york it really put to perspective into perspective the stereotype of like how people in the midwest just live slower and are like slower and stuff because i i got off the plane at new york and i walked to the airport and everyone is just running around everyone's just sprinting they're going so fast for no reason why is everyone running around so fast i didn't it was i didn't understand it at all it was like it was insanity it's like dude what are, what are we doing so that part <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, this is like a stereotype I heard about, and I think it must be true, because these people are all eat- maniacs.
0: Okay, my second one, I am going to... See, the thing is, like, none of these are super great. Like, Sacramento, like, it's like, okay, I can go to California, I can be nearby, like some yeah, other stuff. I've cities, never but, been like, to California. But, like, is not great. I've never been to California. Well, you're not missing a ton in Sacramento? You don't think so? Because
1: um, I was thinking about making Sacramento my next pick.
0: Well, it's, it's not terrible. I mean, you're you're not, like... You can drive to San Francisco You're going to have to drive like in a couple hours You can drive to Tahoe, drive a couple hours But uh, it is what it is I'm not a f- huge fan of Houston That's Or the national championship Final four is uh, I can do the homebody pick Take Kansas City but Kansas that's City. not like a vacation here so. You
1: got Birmingham, Alabama
0: Yeah I don't even know what's, I in don't know what's in Birmingham I know there's a lot of history there I mean, There's
1: a lot of probably civil rights stuff Yeah there.
0: Columbus, Ohio. I think that would actually be a fun time. That could be. I'm gonna a, do Columbus. That could
1: be a sneaky good. I'm one.
0: gonna do Columbus because you have the the college town portion of it with Ohio State there, but it's also like a big enough city that like there's professional sports teams there. You could always try to yep. catch like a if yep. it works out like a Columbus uh, what Blue, Blue Jackets, Jackets game. They have the professional the, soccer game. The Blue there.
1: Jackets are like one of the worst teams in the NHL this year. Well, I don't
0: care. I'd just be going as well, like that's a, one, a That'd be actually great because you cheap get tickets. tickets
1: Perfect. Tickets. No, that's actually a positive. Yeah, I th-
0: think there'd be enough there. You maybe go to you know the college town and you'd get cheap food and and some good food. Places, like I'll, I'll go Columbus. Okay. All right. us just choose two more. Okay. Total.
1: So, I mean, Des Moines just doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Like me. Nah. Like listen, I you know I like Iowa as much as the next guy. I have some family that lives in Iowa, but like I don't know. Do I want to go to Des Moines? Not really. I'm looking at Sacramento. I mean, I don't Greensboro, North Carolina. I don't think would be a bad pick. But also I'm not an, I don't like the East Coast. So I gotta stay true to my principles here. I think I'll go with Sacramento. I've never been there. I've never been to California. I think it would be kinda cool to go there and experience a new state, basically. That's How far fun. away is that from San Francisco? It's like an hour and a half, two hours. How far away is that from like other cool cities in California?
0: <laughs> uh, so like if you went from like Sacramento to like Los Angeles. Is it a in, long like, way? six hours? Oh, that sucks. California's a big state.
1: What? That's stupid. <laughs> what? what? What are we? What are
0: we doing? You just took it. So I'm. <laughs> I'm glad that you avoided Des Moines. Des Moines is you my. Des Moines? I, I love Des Moines.
1: Okay. I, uh, I think I've only been there once.
0: This is the one where I said that. Like, I feel like most people are going. Really. I love Des Moines. I don't think it's a bad pick. I, I, I love the downtown area. There There's not like too much traffic, so you can still like walk around places. There's some really cool restaurants and places that I like to go to in Des Moines. You also have the casino, which is about 20 minutes from downtown. They have sports betting. They have horse racing. They have the um, actual casino version of it. They have a really good like outlet mall over there. Hmm. Um, I, I think there's a lot of good places in that kind of area. Wow. So I love Des Moines. You've just
1: done a better job selling Des Moines to me than I think. <laughs> Des Moines could <laughs> have, perfect. <laughs> they have like a
0: stock market bar that I've been to. They got a like cool German restaurant. You can know go Mr. Fong's Pizza. You got like crab Rangoon pizza, or baked potato pizza. Wait, is that like Zombie a, Burger?
1: Wait, what? Yeah, what? I've never even heard of that.
0: Mr. Fong's Pizza? Never heard of it. Yeah, it's good. Oh, huh. they have like all these pizza fusions. It's good. The more uh, you so know. What's your next pick?
1: Is this is my last pick. Hmm. Mm. Dude, I mean, I know we just ranted against New York, but it's sitting there. <laughs> it's the value, it's pick. It the value the pick. It's sitting there. the value pick. Taking it, the value pick. That's the New York I'm is very. Pick New York. It's polarizing. You either love it or you hate it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I love it or hate it. I mean, like I said, I the only time that I went there, I don't think I did. Like the, I will say this. I think the cool thing about New York is that, I feel like you could probably go there a lot of times and like still not do. All the cool stuff that there is to do there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that I guess from that standpoint, that's why it would be nice to go because, like, like I said, I I didn't go to Central Park, I didn't go to, I didn't go to uh, Broadway. I didn't. Did go you get to- mugged?
0: That's a New York experience.
1: No. No, I
0: I do think there would be certain things I would want to do in New York. Like Broadway, I think would be fun. I would just I love go to go to, to, to like an authentic like deli. Like I love like you know get a big pastrami sandwich, sandwich place, or something. Whatever. You know? Yeah.
1: Where you, where a lot of good people talk places. with such a thick yeah. New York accent, you can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> so I don't even you don't even know what you're yeah. ordering, and then you just get whatever whatever, mm-hmm. and go outside Roll in that the trash. Happened. I thought I, I actually come was in you. line at like a sandwich place, and there was a late mm-hmm. an older lady. It two there. hours to go two miles, and the older lady, I was wearing you know cave stuff, and the old older lady was talking to me, and we had a conversation for like five minutes. I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you a damn thing she said. I don't know. I have no idea what she said. Couldn't understand a word she was saying. Mm-hmm. I don't think this woman had ever been across the Brooklyn Bridge in her entire life. <laughs> I think she probably lived her whole life in a five-mile span. <laughs> I don't know.
0: He's like uh, in Waterboy, the the one like assistant coach who's like from Louisiana. Do you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> everybody understands yeah, but it. that. And,
1: but in like in the, the New York version of it. The Brooklyn version of
0: it. Yeah. Okay. The last one, I'll, I'll just take Orlando. I, I I do agree. There's probably not a ton to do in like downtown Orlando, but you can go uh, golfing. There's going to be good golfing. It's going to be warm weather. You can go to Disney World if you want to. You can go to the beach. I mean, you're going to have to drive a little bit, uh, but it's, I don't know, I think probably like an hour to the beach would be my guess from there. <laughs> drive. I don't know for sure. <laughs> I, I think there's enough to do there that it's better than like taking like, I'm not going to take Albany, New York. I'm not going to take. I don't even know where Albany, New York is. I guess again, I would actually be tempted to take Kansas City, but this is. Yeah, but I mean, we we live here, yeah, so why would I? To, you can go to Kansas City uh, any, whenever I want. Any right? weekend.
1: Yeah. Okay. Any weekend you want.
0: So you have Las Vegas, Louisville, Sacramento, New York. I have Denver, Columbus, Des Moines, and. I gotta Orlando. be honest.
1: I think my mine are way better. Like, have you ever way met someone that
0: pronounces Des Moines Des Moines?
1: Yeah. Or I I or Illinois. I know people who with the well, S? I know like like I said I have some family that lives in Iowa. They will. Say des moines in like a as a mocking, joke, right? Joking. Yeah. Day. Yeah.
0: I say that as a joke too, but like I've heard people who like actually say it that way.
1: Oh, well those people are not those people don't know what they're talking about.
0: <laughs> All right, he's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. And they should
1: definitely not visit
0: <laughs> Kevin Flaherty What if that was a rule? To visit a city you had to pronounce it the correct and to the local regional dialect.
1: Um wouldn't that be like that would only apply to like not very certain cities. cities, yeah.
0: Yeah. What other cities would it apply to? I mean, you wouldn't be allowed in Louisville. Louisville. Sorry. Man, I don't care. (laughs) You had to say New York. New York. New York. All right. Kevin Flaherty Flaherty joins us in 20 minutes. We got some KU football audio next. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back in to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Joined now on a Tuesday by Kevin Flaherty of 24-7 Sports. We're getting to that real fun time of year. There's basketball on during seemingly every hour with all the conference tournaments. And this year's Big 12 tournament is probably about as, as special as I could imagine. I mean, it's always a fun time, but this year, because of how many good teams there are, like you can make a case for so many teams making a uh, deep run and everything. I guess first things first, though, Kevin, the Big 12 awards came out. The coaches on Sunday, the APs came out earlier today do you have a biggest gripe a biggest issue or complaint that you would like to uh voice here on rcst about the big 12 awards
2: you know i think one of the things is and we picked our own big 12 awards over at 24 7 sports and i think one of the things that jumped out the most and it's not necessarily a surprise because i think we've talked about it even on this show is the way that dewan harris Is viewed right because he winds up getting honorable mention all big 12, so not first team, not second team, not third team honorable mention. And then Seth Davis today comes out with his All America team, and Dewan Harris is third team All America. (laughs) So, so just sort of, and I get it, and we've talked about it on the show, sort of the. The challenge is uh, where you put DeWan Harris because all of us obviously see DeWan Harris on a game in game out basis and, and you really you learn to appreciate kind of the nuance to his game and, and the fact that he's asked to score maybe more than than he's comfortable with or, or whatever else and and so I, I do find it interesting sort of the two polars there where, you know, he doesn't wind up making one of the three, you know, all Big 12 teams. I had him, I think, second team All Big 12. So, I mean, I was kind of in the middle of the, you know, he's a third team All American. He's honorable mention All Big 12. But I, I thought that was maybe the most fascinating part. I, I think honorable mention's too low when you look at. The fact that Jalen Wilson, I think, was Kansas's best player, but Dewan Harris was its most important player, and so that's one of the ones that really jumped out at me. Well, I guess
0: I, I was curious because with Dewan, and I agree, I, I would have had him on my second team as well. I, I thought for sure he should have at least got third team, especially after they acknowledged he was the best defensive player in the conference, which I also thought sure. was funny because, honestly, I probably would have given that to Kevin. But nonetheless, um, If you were just doing a draft, like forget the—because we do know sometimes these awards are uh, just—they're stat-based. And a lot of times, specifically, it's the points per game column that gets overviewed there. If it was just a draft, if you were basically telling Big 12 coaches to approach this as, where would you take this guy among all Big 12 players if we just reset and we were having a draft and all of us were taking guys, he probably goes in, in the top 10 for sure, if not you know closer to the top five, right?
2: Yeah, I would think so. I mean, when you look at Big 12 point guards, uh, I would probably take Adam Flagler over him, um, at, over at, uh, at Baylor. But other than that, you know, I, I would probably take Dewan Harris over Marquise Noel when you look at, you know, the entire package. And I, and I had Noel on on my first team, All-Big 12, and he deserved that. I'm not necessarily saying that, but I'm saying if you're doing it in a draft, and especially, you know, depending on the other pieces you have, and I think you can assemble a pretty darn good team with DeWan Harris as as your point guard. And I think that's shown somewhat by the fact that you know Kansas has won a national title with that guy at point guard. But but also, you know, you wind up winning the conference in a particularly stacked year. And you look at some of Kansas's biggest games, and they were some of his best performances. And so, I I, I would probably, I would definitely agree that in the draft, he, he's probably a top ten guy. You know, if you're taking point guards, like I said, I see Marcus Carr is kind of a combo type guy, but but I would probably go with DeWan Harris, maybe right after Adam Flagler in terms of the top point guards in the Big Twelve. And Flagler's kind of a combo guy himself, so.
0: Well, like I said, the Big 12 tournament is this week. And I guess starting with uh, with with KU, what do you think about their possible path and some of the upcoming matchups, uh, whether it's the quarterfinal against possibly West Virginia or Texas Tech, and then a potential semifinal matchup with Baylor and Iowa State?
2: Yeah, it's, it's impossible to tell, just like everybody mm-hmm. in the conference. And what I mean by that is I do think Kansas is probably going to get by its quarterfinal, but I do think that that has a chance to be a pretty tough game with with those two teams in there. And then you wind up in a semifinal matchup against somebody like Baylor, potentially. I mean, Baylor could lose to Iowa State. You know, we've seen weirder things happen this conference season, and and Baylor's such a make-or-miss team is that on one hand you could see Baylor losing to Iowa State and on the other you could see Baylor taking out Kansas, right? If Baylor gets into that semifinal and it's one of those games where L.J. Cryer is pretty much punting the ball and it's going through the net, you know, and and Keontae George is is making, you know, his NBA-level tough shots, then Baylor's a really tough out. And so as much as I'd love to, to sit here and say, oh, you know, Kansas is the number one seed, you know, easy route to that title game, uh, I think Kansas has a chance to be pretty challenged in that quarterfinal game. And, and depending on who the matchup is, uh, I think that semifinal game could be really, really tough too. And it's really tough to say, to sit here and say, hey, I have just a ton of confidence that Kansas is going to make it to that title game. If they do, it's going to be well-earned.
0: Well, what do you think it is? Because I was I I mentioned this earlier today on the show, and I was thinking about this too. That like, you know, once you get to the NCAA tournament, we we see all the time teams that maybe they have like a top five offense, but they're not even in like the top sixty or seventy on defense on Ken Palm, and they get upended early in the NCAA tournament. But as I was thinking back, some of those teams. Have done really well in the Big Twelve tournament. So, like 2012, Missouri. Like for instance, they lose in the first round. They had best offense in the country, but they were outside the top 100 on defense. They won the Big Twelve tournament, and then they lose in the first round. Some of those Iowa State teams, with uh, whether it was with Fred Hoiberg or like the 2019 Iowa State team with. Um, Mariel Shayok and uh, Steve Prome as the head coach, like that team was a top 10 offense, but they were like, I think, 47th on defense that year. And I think they lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament, but they won the Big 12 tournament. What is it about the Big 12 tournament that maybe offense favors it more, whereas with the NCAA tournament, that might not be the case?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of it is that it's easier to hit shots over three or four games versus, you know, versus doing it in an NCAA tournament setting. And I think the other thing is that while you have teams that know each other really well in the Big 12 tournament, you're preparing for them, you know, in less than 24 hours in most of those cases. So Kansas, you face a tough game against West Virginia. You come out of that and it's like, well, okay, we have to play Baylor less than 24 hours later and you're going through your game plans from previously in the season, but you don't really have time to drill down on it. You don't really have time to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Here's a surprise that we can bring out. Here's how we can throw this team off balance. Whereas you look at the NCAA tournament, and you look at it specifically, like look at Bill Self in the NCAA tournament. Kansas has lost twice in an odd-numbered round since 2010. They lost in twenty thirteen in the sweet sixteen to Michigan in a game where KU came out like gangbusters, built a double digit lead and and then kind of choked down the stretch. So you can't argue preparation was an issue in that game. And obviously the final four game to Villanova where the Wildcats were pretty much punting the ball and it was <laughs> and it was going through the net. You know, one of those games that the ball is tipped in it and it's pretty much already over because of the the way that the team shoots. And you look at the way that what that tells me is that Bill Self is incredible at getting Kansas prepared when he has that extra preparation time to really hone in on who a team is and what he needs to take away and all of that all of that's gone in the Big 12 tournament and so you get there and you may tell somebody like hey you know don't let Shaq do this but you haven't really had time to drill down on it you know you're still barely removed from another game and so I think that that's a big part of it I I think another part of it is that when you play that many games in that many days a lot of times the defensive intensity maybe isn't quite as high and so if a team does hit shots or or whatever you don't have you know a quote-unquote Arkansas 40 minutes of hell and so I think that I think that's probably a big part of it as well. Is the defense maybe isn't as, isn't as salty late in the Big 12 tournament as it typically is before then, and I, I think teams get a few more open shots. And I think that differs kind of from the way things go in the NCAA tournament when people are mostly fresh; they can ex- they can afford to expend that effort. Plus, you've typically been game planned for quite a bit more than than you will have in the Big 12 tournament.
0: Do you have a a Big 12 tournament finals prediction, the two teams that will be playing for it all, and and do you have a possible dark horse pick?
2: Okay, so one of my finals picks I think is going to be a dark horse pick. I like TCU to come out of the bottom part of the bracket. I think when when you look at that team and you look at the matchups that they're going to get, I think they're a really tough matchup for Kansas State. In that, uh, in that quarterfinal round matchup, then you probably get Texas in, uh, in the semifinals. And I think that's another game where TCU matches up really well with Texas when TCU is healthy. And so I actually have, have TCU getting through. I do think Kansas probably makes it through on, on the top half. I, I think, you know, avoiding some of the teams that they did just by – basis of seed you know some of the scarier teams for kansas are on the bottom half of the bracket and so i do think they're going to have a, a pretty solid shot to get through and so I, I like tcu and kansas in that title game
0: all right well uh that would help me out i have a tcu future on winning the big 12 so i'd, I'd be
2: hey no, nothing wrong with that but <laughs> i'll i don't know if you guys agree with this at all but i, I think if TCU were healthy for the entire Big 12 schedule, I'm not sure that they aren't the best team in the Big 12. I think they're in that discussion.
0: I definitely think they're – we, we were talking about this again, like the the A-plus games. I think their A-plus game is as good as anybody, honestly, in, in the country, not just the conference, although uh, we were kind of joking around about this the other day. Uh, is Oklahoma actually the best A-plus team? If you have everybody played their <laughs> S play their S-play – I mean, they beat TCU by almost 20 points, and they beat Alabama by 20-plus.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they you know they hung around and almost beat Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. They almost beat Texas twice. Yeah, when when Oklahoma comes to play, that's that's a pretty tough team, and so I'm interested to see how their opening round game comes up because I I think that Oklahoma is one of those teams that maybe isn't the best team in the Big Twelve field, but if they can get through that first game, they could throw a little chaos in that semifinal game, depending on how they play. And so that's the fun of this year's tournament. And I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know, but it, i it's not necessarily that any one of the 10 teams could win it, but I think any one of the, the teams outside of the top can at least throw a giant monkey wrench, you know, into who we're going to wind up seeing in those final matchups
0: elsewhere outside of the Big 12 is there a conference tournament or a couple that maybe come to mind that, that you're most excited for to dig into whether it's for the whole tournament or just to to see a couple teams how they doing in tournament setting this week
2: I I love the Big East this year I don't know how much Big East you guys watch but it seems like whenever one of the six or so top teams match up it's something that looks like a final four game I mean it's just back and forth you know you're on the edge of your seat and so I think the Big East has a chance to be maybe the best tournament in terms of the most fun. And I think the other thing that that's really fascinating about that group is the fact that Villanova is playing like an NCAA tournament team. They don't have the NCAA tournament resume, but since Justin Moore came back, since they've gotten healthy and they're full complement of players, Villanova's playing like... You know sort of a top 20 type team uh, i feel like here in recent weeks and so when you add that to the desperation of, of villanova knowing hey we got to win this thing or we don't go to the ncaa tournament i, I think that adds a, a pretty interesting wild card element because villanova has beaten some of the other top teams in the big east here in recent weeks and so on one hand, you look at it and you say, hey, Creighton, I think, is is probably the best Big East team right now or at least the most equipped to go a long way in the NCAA tournament. But you add in that desperation element. You add in, you know, the entry to, to Zach Fremantle limiting, you know, Xavier quite a bit with him being done for the season. I think that that's the tournament that's shaping up to have, you know, Four or five potentially, you know, classic games, and also potentially a run for Villanova with with that, you know, background of of absolutely needing to win the tournament in order to reach the NCAA tournament. That could be a lot of fun.
1: Okay, Kevin, one more question: the Big Twelve tournament in the Big Twelve, they announced uh, that they have ten different selections of food for each team. Specifically, I don't (laughs) know if you've seen this or not. Uh, if you have seen it, are there any that's, that really intrigue you? Or, and what would be the one that you would be most interested in getting?
2: I, I was really, really disappointed with Jayhawk mac and cheese. Like, you <laughs> you got you to gotta add some sort of bird element, right? Like, whether it's like duck mac and cheese or like chicken mac and cheese or, or something. I, I just felt like that was one where they were like, well, let's have mac and cheese and assign it to somebody that we aren't supposed to know what they're doing. Um, obviously the Baylor float's going to be really, really good. I mean, if you're getting a root beer float, except instead of root beer, it's Dr. Pepper. That's going to be pretty good. And I'm pretty classic too, like in terms of a lot of the things that I like. So I'm sure the, the Wabash Cannon Dog for uh, for Kansas State is probably something that I'm going to wind up eating while i'm there the the chicken tenderloin is going to be pretty good i think for iowa state but i i don't know about you guys but i was pretty disappointed in the in the jayhawk mac and cheese and not really having you know any real elements or, or things like that from lawrence or, or ku's mascot or anything like that
0: well i i have a either a theory or a problem with it one my problem with it is that Matt Llewellyn over at 23rd Street Brewery has already perfected the Bill Self mac and cheese. So it's just not going to be as good when I go try it. It just won't be as good. And number two is that I what that's my theory part of it is that somebody from the big 12 offices had the Bill Self mac and cheese and they were like, oh, well, this is the staple dish. We need to make this, but it just won't be as good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely get that theory. I like I said, I I would have even been okay if it would have been like a. Chicken tenders in your mac and cheese, or something that, ha- that had to do with, like, you know, a Jayhawk or bird or whatever. But it, as it is, it, it just seemed like it was kind of like, well, we got to have an offering for Kansas. Like, what item do we not have assigned to anybody yet? Yeah, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and throw that first. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Pepper, obviously from Waco and, yep. and right. all that stuff. And, you know, you go to Ames, you find these giant, you know, tenderloins everywhere. Like, it, it feels like so many. Have either really cool, like, tie ins to their cities or their places. The Wabash Cannon Dog is at least, you know, funnily named off of the fight song. It's. And- and things like that. And so it, I, I thought that was that was a little bit disappointing. And, you know, I understand now if Kansas wants to leave and go to the Big Ten after <laughs> uh, after that
0: offering. Well, here's Kevin Flaherty. You can check out all his work, 24-7 sports. If you're going to be in the Kansas City area, too, I highly recommend reaching out to Kevin if you have, like, restaurant uh, recommendations or barbecue questions about where to go because he'll hook you up. Is Is that okay if people reach out to you on Twitter if that's the case?
2: Of course, of awesome. course. Everybody reach out. I'm more than happy to steer people. And and Derek, with me understanding that you're going to be in Kansas City, I'm sure that we'll. Uh, I'm sure that we'll grab some barbecue at some point here in the next few days as well.
0: Absolutely, looking forward to it. Well, again, check out all his work. You can give him a follow at K 247 24 7 on Twitter and uh, with 24 7 Sports. Thanks again, man. Thanks a lot. All right, two hours down, one to go. This is RCST. we got some uh, more college basketball talk coming up in the 5 o'clock hour and then a little more KU football audio after that. We'll be back after this time out on KLWN. 5 o'clock hour here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. we got High School Sports Weekly coming at you tonight. It'll air at 7, but recording live over at Burgers by Biggs from 6 to 7 o'clock. So an update on our college basketball betting, and uh, we're also going to take bets on – some of the conference tournaments. You, if if you did a ten dollar bet for everything, okay, you would be down thirteen dollars. Which is not bad. Oh, that's
1: really not that bad.
0: I'd be down seventy one. Oof, which is not good. So was this from uh like our regular season betting and whatnot? Yes, this is from regular season betting, and then we did our like midway betting update. Yep. Yep. Um, and I added some double downs that did not work, so I ended up seventy one dollars down. Uh, so we're going to go through this conference by conference. We'll let you know what we did in the regular season and how bad we did. And then uh, you're going to pick somebody to win the tournament. Uh, okay. All these odds are coming from DraftKings, by the way. I wonder if our code's still active. KLWN. KLWN. Maybe. Might be. You can check if you haven't signed up already. Um, anyway, ACC first. Miami and Virginia ended up sharing the ACC. Miami's the one seed you picked Duke in the preseason I had Carolina and then I doubled down with Clemson that did not work <laughs> yeah that was a bad pick so who do you want in the ACC tournament here
1: well, I literally can't find the AC am I blind maybe I don't see the ACC
0: on here well it might have I wonder so I got my bet in I picked no it's on here where no wait maybe it's not I'm looking- okay so I it might have was- the ACC tournament has officially started today so maybe that's why but there's other tournaments on here that have already started. But I mean, like on the, it's actually the the competition is going right now. Oh, you know, so like when the competition's okay. actually going, they pull the odds. Well,
1: I'll just uh, I'm
0: just I'll, gonna blank I'll it. I'll just pick Virginia. Okay, you're gonna do what I'm doing. Yeah, I'll so pick I did Virginia. that before the the day started, and so I so can I
1: just get the same odds? Yeah, as you?
0: Virginia plus three hundred. Okay. Um, the only team that was ahead of them was actually Duke. Duke was like plus two seventy. Huh. But Duke
1: sucks. I think
0: Duke is the four seed. Yeah, they suck. Is that right? So that means that Duke would have to go through Miami in the semifinals. Uh, Virginia is the two seed. I think Carolina is the seven, so maybe they'd have to play Carolina. I don't know if that's worrisome at all. Well, Not really ACC to me. The ACC
1: tournament's weird because it's like there's like a bajillion teams, so they have like a bajillion seeds. <laughs> yes. So I don't even know.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do like the double buy and, and all sorts yeah, of stuff, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Virginia is just kind of the best team in the ACC. Okay. I feel Like it's been a bit since they've actually won the tournament, though. So I don't know, Virginia plus 300, why not? Yep, uh, Big East, you had UConn at five to one, which early in the season looked like an unbelievable bet, and then and then they fell apart,
1: and then Shock Smart happened,
0: yeah, which we did not expect. <laughs> Marquette ended up winning the Big East, and they
1: won it by multiple games, yeah, which is pretty incredible. And by the way, they are they have the third best odds to win the Big East, so they won it by multiple games, but they're not even the favorite. That's interesting. Doesn't that tell you something? Does that That, tell you that, like... They don't believe in Marquette? Yes.
0: Yeah? All right, what's your pick for Biggies? Okay, so I am going to go with Creighton. I feel like Creighton has has gotten hot here. I I think that if you go to Bart Torvik and if you, like, narrow it down to just play since February 1st, Creighton's numbers start to shoot through the roof. And to begin with, Creighton has, has been a team kind of all season long that even when the record wasn't great, they were they, still grading out well.
1: Yes, they were still grading out very well, on like Ken Palm. Um, yeah, I think Creighton will be, I don't know what they're projected to be seed wise. Whatever it is, I think I, think I saw him be, as a seven in Graham Doran's the other day. Yeah, if they're a seven, I would pick them potentially to be a two seed in the second. Yeah, year. I mean, so they're, right, they're right a now, dangerous team.
0: Since February 1st, they are eighth. In Ken Paul, or in uh, Bark Torvik, they're eighth on defense, twenty fifth on offense. They're just a good team, um, yeah. and, and part of their struggles early on when they were losing was their their good center Ryan Kalkbrenner was injured. I think they went zero four in the games without him. So I, I feel like this sets up uh, well for them. And if you look at the the Big East tournament bracket, so Marquette obviously being the one seed, UConn's the four seed. They play Providence, who just got housed at home. As, yeah, as dude, you know. I
1: I hate Providence.
0: Yeah, so UConn gonna beat Providence and then. I don't know. That's a tough matchup with, is it Marquette? Is it UConn? Meanwhile, for Creighton, they get to play probably Villanova because they play Georgetown. It's um, so probably playing Villanova, who's not very good this year. And then in the next round, you could be playing either Seton Hall or Xavier, which I think Xavier's a good team, but like I just think Creighton's a better team. So yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like the path there better than having to play UConn in
1: the semifinals, which Marquette has to do. Uh, yeah, Creighton at 3-1. to one. Yeah, I was leaning Creighton, and actually, since you – Submitted because I think you made these picks earlier. I'm just looking at yeah. it now. Creighton's odds dropped; they're now plus two seventy five. Mm. So I'm the books sharp, like Creighton, and I'm also going to go with Creighton. I think because I I don't think UConn's going to win it. And like, is Shaka Smart really going to win the Big East tournament? I I don't.
3: I mean, they think just won so. the Big East. I don't. What are, what
0: are <laughs> UConn's odds right now? Plus two ten. That would be the other one that I would be tempted to take but i'm not going to no
1: i'm gonna ride with creighton okay
0: so creighton it is for both of us will you not copy me on the next one we'll find out yeah pick 10
1: i was gonna pick something different there but i really like creighton so i'll I'll surely pick something different here okay
0: um so i me and you both took illinois at plus 550 which i i don't think was still that bad of a bet i think the odds were there i remember us literally saying like Michigan, Illinois, and Purdue. Those were the teams with the best odds, and we, we kind of just rolled the dice with Illinois. Listen, it didn't work.
1: It's a good thing we didn't pick Michigan, because Michigan yeah. stinks.
0: Yeah. Um, so anyway, if Purdue ends up winning it. What would you like for the Big Ten tournament?
1: To mm. me, this one is
0: is very simple.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got Purdue, and I'll then be you honest, got a bunch of average to bad teams.
0: I'm a little tempted to take one of Rutgers or Michigan with just insane odds. Like, in the case of Michigan, Rutgers because stinks. they've
1: stunk this year. No, Rutgers stinks. And Michigan's not very good either. Well, they, they have to. The team to, you should be looking at is Iowa. They're like the third most of team. Okay,
0: what about Michigan State? This is the time. For no, Tom Izzo. I'm not picking
1: Tom Izzo. This is the time. I'm going to pick Tom Izzo. Okay.
0: It's your decision. Like,
1: yeah, I don't think Indiana. I mean, I don't know, man.
0: So that's the one for me. Indiana is plus 550. And if you just look at the bracket, Indiana is the two seed or, or the three seed. I'm sorry. Northwestern is weirdly the two seed here. Here is Indiana's path to the Big Ten Tournament Championship. The winner of Maryland against either Minnesota or Nebraska. Bad, and then if they win bad, that, bad, and bad. And they get to the Big Ten Semifinals. They're playing one of Northwestern, Penn State, or Illinois. They're bad going much. to the Big Ten Championship as long as they take care of business. Indiana? Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I look at Purdue and I'm like, oh, well, already, Michigan
1: could beat them. Indiana's already beat Purdue. At least Yeah, they once. beat them twice. Didn't they, they beat them twice? They swept yeah, them. Yeah, they swept yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I like Indiana. Plus 550. I'm just going to keep it simple, stupid, and pick Purdue. That's fine. What are the odds on that? Plus 160. Oh, that's so boring. Dude, I couldn't. I needed to pick something different. You picked <laughs> Indiana. That was the only other good pick. <laughs> All right, under the Big 12. I, mean, I could have gone with, like, Iowa or something stupid, but
0: no. <laughs> you did well. You, you hit Kansas. Then you doubled down on them, even when there were worse odds at plus 550 instead of plus 215. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out. I mean, while I went for the the odds play at the beginning of the year, I got Texas at plus 350 because my thought process was— They could share. Exactly, exactly, and I would still win the bet. Because at that time, the, the Kansas odds weren't as good at the plus 215, so I was like, eh, I think they'll share. And then Baylor at that point was, I think, tied when, when we did this midseason, was tied with Kansas for, like, second, but both
1: teams well, were a game or two behind Texas. Imagine if we had done this, like, right after KU's three-game losing streak. I yeah. could have gotten Kansas at, like, plus 400 or plus 300, probably. Yeah. 100%. So I took
0: Baylor at 18-1, to which I, I still don't think was, I don't know, odds-wise, like Bad. terrible. Uh, but I ended up losing there. Well, that so, sucks. Yeah, that wasn't great. Um, but who would you like in
1: the Big 12 tournament? I mean, obviously, I like Kansas. Mm-hmm. And the books like Kansas. DraftKings has them as a favorite. But uh, this is, I mean, as you know, Big 12 is really tough. And because of that, I feel like it's kind of wide open. Like I think, I mean, is it that crazy to think that TCU could get hot three games in a row? And I don't win? think so. That's who mine is. Or Iowa State, even. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Kansas. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna pick Kansas. And <laughs> what are the odds there?
0: Plus two seventy-five. Two seventy-five. So I. I- I view the top half of the bracket—I don't know why. I thought for the longest time Baylor was playing TCU. I found out today Baylor's playing Iowa State. So that's a that's a scary part of the top. West Virginia's playing a lot better right now if they can beat Tech. Uh, Kansas obviously won the league. Yep. And then Baylor is the type of team that in a Big 12 tournament is, like, perfectly suited to win it. Like, we've seen so many yeah, but teams— but they
1: suck. Have you have you considered that they suck? No, Our I have defense not. defense, especially? But see, in
0: the Big 12 tournament, it's more so been—like, in the NCAA tournament— I'm on board with that. That The defense <laughs> is going to screw them over. They're going to lose early. Okay. In the Big 12 tournament, how many times have we seen, like, Iowa State or Missouri in 2012, the teams that are all offense win the conference tournament? I think this is better. For whatever reason, it's better suited for for the offenses. So, okay. Baylor's scary. Iowa State's scary because, I mean, A, they, they beat the brains in and KU one time. They played them close the other time. And they're going to have really good I crowd attendance.
1: Even, I don't even count that game, man. Okay. It's like it didn't even happen.
0: That's fine. And then, uh... I, I guess that makes the top a little more scary. Where I, I look at the bottom. I, I expect Texas to get by the, the winner of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I think whoever wins Kansas State, TCU, is going to beat Texas. That's just possible. my thought. Very possible. And so, it, at one point, Kansas State was going at 9-1. to one. They've kind of gone in front now, and TCU is now plus 750. I'm going to go with the Horn Frogs. I think there's just good
1: value there. I don't think that's a horrible, horrible pick. Yeah. I Thank really you. don't. But if we think that the— best team when they're playing A-plus is Oklahoma. Why wouldn't you bet on Oklahoma?
0: (laughs) I don't think they're going to play their A-plus game for four straight games. Uh, Okay, Pac-12. UCLA won it. I ended up having UCLA. That was, I think, my lone regular season win. You had Arizona, who was not too far off from doing it. Who'd you like in the tournament?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 is UCLA and Arizona, and then a bunch of average to bad teams. Mm -hmm. So, it's really just take your pick of if you want UCLA or Arizona. I'm going to continue to ride with Arizona. I think UCLA just beat them. They just played in the regular season finale. I think UCLA beat them yep. uh, at UCLA. But I am going to go in the face of logic and still pick Arizona. Okay. I'm going to Arizona as well. The odds
0: are a little bit better than UCLA. It's plus 210. Uh, the thing but, is, though, dude, that, even mean, though UCLA... Everybody else
1: in the Pac-12 stinks. You yeah. want to pick Cal? At no, plus 5, definitely 6, not.
0: I would rather do many other things than do that. Um Yeah, I I feel like this is a collision course between Arizona and UCLA. It does scare me a little. I think Utah is a little bit scary as a 7C that could get Arizona. But here's the thing I don't want to pick UCLA. Jalen Clark, who might be the best defensive player in the country, at the very least, he is, you know, he's one of the semifinalists for the Naismith Award. He is. He's a very good defender. He, he, like, might have torn his Achilles in that Arizona game. So that's, like, a very key player out for UCLA. So for that reason, I'm, I'm going with Arizona. SEC, you had, um, in the regular season, Arkansas plus 350. I had Tennessee at plus 350, which I thought was actually going to be pretty good. but Arkansas was a terrible,
1: terrible pick.
0: Yeah. Alabama ended up winning the league. Who would you like in the tournament? Uh,
1: I'm looking. For some reason, Tennessee still has the second-best odds.
0: I don't really know why. Yeah, Ziggler obviously being Inters out for out, the year. They've, they've just, just kind bad. of tanked.
1: Yeah, yeah they just, they're just bad now. Kentucky at plus for 100 is somewhat intriguing. But, I mean, it's really, I mean, you're, it's Bama or the field here, I think. But Texas A&M at plus 550 is very interesting. A&M just and beat
0: Bama. They're I the two-seed, I think.
1: I think that's who I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Texas A&M. Why not? Okay. Why not? You said plus 550.
0: Plus five fifty, yeah. So I am going to go Alabama. I just I have a tough time seeing this one. Does seem like a keep it simple, stupid, right. Type situation because as much as I love taking some of the value bets here, like you have to acknowledge some of the teams who
1: who Our are the best teams are, are going to win. Probably right, they are going to win. Yeah.
0: And I just look at the – and I'm like, is Missouri, the four seed, really going to beat Alabama in the mm, semis? Yeah. No, no. And then I'm like, I don't know, Kentucky I mean, in a final game? Like, I'm taking at, Alabama. Like
1: Auburn maybe? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just I, – I don't love but, some of the know, SEC yeah. teams that would have a chance at beating them, I guess is is the way that yeah, yeah. that I would put it. So, uh, yeah, just give me Alabama plus 150. It's boring. Uh, we did one other league. You had Wyoming plus 425, Gonzaga uh, plus 105, which didn't was look not looking good for a while, but they won the regular season finale, St. Mary's uh, – I don't know. Choked isn't the right word, but um, kind of hey, let it slip didn't through the field. Wyoming
1: fingers. ended up finishing like last place.
0: They were certainly one of the worst. So, yes.
1: <laughs> That's a great pick by me. Yes. By the way, it turns out the Mountain West is just elite this year. I know. Like, it's insane. pretty good. San to your State. Watch out. Utah State. Like five seed. Watch out. Boise State. Watch out. Is every Mountain West school a state? No, you know. No, they got I mean, Nevada. Yeah. They have Nevada. They got New Mexico. They do have a lot of states, though. I'm yeah. looking at it now. Um, they have, so they have Nevada, New Mexico, Wyoming, Air Force, UNLV, but then sure. San Diego State, Utah State, Colorado State, San Jose State, Fresno State, Boise State. Okay. So they do have a lot of states. So would you venture a guess that they have the most states of any conference in, in, in any conference period? I guess
0: you think? Got to be up there. Got to be up there for <laughs> sure. Um. So
1: anyway, I I had
0: Dayton and St Louis in the A10. That didn't end up working out my way either. So uh, one other league
1: tournament. Who would you like to go with? Uh, mm, I will go with uh, okay. This is a wild one. I'm gonna go with McNeese in the Southland mm. Conference tournament. I was just watching them last night. Okay, they McNeese they upset uh, the number ones or the number two seed I think in the tournament. They upset who do they upset? They upset Nichols I think, who was like the number two or number one seed in the tournament, and they were plus 1200. Give me McNeese. Okay. The Cowboys. Plus 200.
0: I thought about doing somebody in the Conference USA, but you know, I just want to go with the one that I feel like can at least get me something. I feel very good that Vermont is going to win the um, whatever conference they're in, America wow. East. Wow. No it is. respect. It's America East, right?
1: Whatever
3: conference. Yeah, A. East. East. Okay, there we wow, go. Wow,
1: no respect for the American <laughs> East. How could you possibly not know that Vermont is in the America East? Uh, they're minus 210, and...
0: I just, I don't know, Bryant had some talent, but they got upended early. UMBC had some talent. They lost her. Like, it, it's just clearing a path for Vermont at minus 210.
1: Vermont is is one of those teams that they're just always in the tournament. Yeah, they
0: always they are, always but like win. they never win a game.
1: <laughs> they get close. Like, last year they were a trendy there upset. There was a big, year that, where last they year were year was last Arkansas, yeah. No, but there was another year where they were like a, a 13 and everyone was picking them Last year,
0: they were 13. Oh, okay. They what almost beat year? Arkansas, okay. yeah. But okay. they just couldn't get it through. Catamounts. I think there was actually another year. There was another year. Up. Yes, where like they
1: four or five, like three or four years ago. Did they actually wear? No, I don't or think they just won. Trendy. No, I think they were just trendy. I think they were a thirteen or a fourteen seed again, like three or four years ago, and everyone was picking them. I don't even know who they played. Do you know who's the worst about that? Belmont.
0: Belmont had a run where they made the tournament as like an 11 to 13 street seed for like five to six years. I'd pick them every year and they lost every single time. They would never win an NCAA tournament game. So, yeah, they got a 13 seed last year. They were projected to get a 13 in the 2020 season. Who knows? 2019, they got a 13 seed. So maybe that's the one play? you're thinking of. And they lost by seven to Florida State. No, that that might be it. Also, yeah. 2017, they got
1: a 13 seed. Who they losing that one? And that one, they lost to Purdue. No, I think it was i think it was the Florida State year. Okay. Because I don't think, or maybe it was the opposite. It was, they got a 13th seed and Florida State was the trendy pick. Okay. But then, uh, then because Florida State was the trendy pick, I was like, oh, Vermont, they might win. And then they didn't win.
0: All right. Well, uh, we're going to take a timeout. This is Rock Shock Sports Talk on KLWN, KLWN.com, and the KLWN app. Depend on it.
1: Thanks for listening to the Best of RCST podcast. And a reminder, you can catch our show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 live on KLWN in Lawrence, 101.7 FM, 1320 AM, or anywhere you're online at klwn.com or the KLWN app. Thanks for listening.